Hi, you're tuning into New Life Vietnam. Today's message by Pastor Lop is Needs from Acts chapter 3, verses 1 to 10. We are still going through uh, alternate between the book of Proverbs and the book of Acts. And this morning, I'd uh, like to continue with chapter 3 and the first portion, 10 verses from chapter 3. And so if you um, um, have the Bible with you or the screen going to show up, uh, just turn on uh, uh, Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. Uh, I'm going to read for us verse 1 to 10. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple. Uh, when we read here in the, um, in the gospel, in, in, in the four book of the gospel, when you hear the word temple, it's synagogue. Okay? It's a kind of a Jewish, Jewish community. So that is why the word of Acts is the, um, uh, the birth of the church. So the church is here was, uh, you know, being in the making, in the making, forming to become a church because the church needs to be Christ at the head and the ch- without, uh, without uh, Jesus' uh, uh, resurrection, without Jesus' crucifixion, uh, without the endowment of the Holy Spirit, there will be no church. It's all synagogue. Okay? So when you read the, the gospel or you read the Bible, you know that uh, the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is it's progressive revelation. So God progressively revealed himself throughout history. So whether you eat Old Testament or New Testament, you, you must kind of have in mind where this all about. So, so you don't read the gospel and say, yeah, you know, uh, Jesus didn't, uh, you know, taught this, but why, you know, Paul uh, taught this, and, you know, maybe why Paul make it so complicated. Because at that time, the gospel, uh, at, the, at the good news, the gospel book, there, will be, there was no church. It's only synagogue, okay? So right here, when you read the temple, it means a synagogue. So the Jewish still carry out their, their Jewish practices, even though they believe Jesus. And so here, uh, Peter and John are going up to the temple at the hour of prayer and the night hour. So the Jewish uh, practices, they have about three, three, time, uh, three prayer time a day, uh, you know, the one at 9 a.m., 12, and then 3 p.m. So the night hour, about 3 p.m., so the, in the afternoon. And a lame man from birth was kept being carried home they late daily at the gate of the temple that is called beautiful gate to ask for alms for those entering the temple I mean just charity money whatever you know things that they're gonna give to him and so a layman the Bible tells us a layman from birth was being carried who are they we don't know could be his family drop him there uh, the people at the temple maybe pick him up, just put at the gate. And it's kind of a contrasting picture here. It's a beautiful gate. It's just a gate called beautiful. Uh, and uh, so, so, so they bring him there and from birth. So we don't know how long uh, he, he had been sitting there. Uh, but we, we just, just, just pause and stay with me here. This man, lame from birth, not be able to walk. There was no wheelchair at that time, no electric one, definitely. Um, so there must be someone drop him at the temple. They carry him up near the gate, uh, strategically aimed at the three t- hour of prayer, 
so that people walk to the temple and they begin to show um, you know pity show mercy to him and um, for his daily need food perhaps maybe enough for a day uh, each day because people go to to the temple pray every day just in case you didn't know Think about that you and I now having two feet, you know, and um, we can walk everywhere we want. But think about the world that the lame man from birth, the lame beggar from birth, his, 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 um, his vision for life is nothing just beside waiting for money and bread. Think that for a minute. It's daily mundane. Three times, probably that somebody dropped him at the early um, hour, 9 a.m. <coughs> then he wait until 12, another time of prayer, maybe about a full day. It's a full day job. And um, just hoping somebody show mercy as they go into prayer. Because... Um, not sure that because people are going to pray, so at least they should show mercy. Let's like pray to God. At least that somebody is sitting there. So oftentimes that people will give him something. And um, that probably his loneliness, shame, I don't know, guilt. Also during that time, we kind of like the understanding that somebody got, you know, uh, sickness or illness or, or you know, uh, deform at the early birth is kind of a curse from the early, uh, the previous generation. There's some understanding like that. That's why in John 9, that, you know, the disciple asked him, asked Jesus, is it this man blind, the sin of this man or his parents? In another gospel. And so loneliness, shame, guilt and Diego um, <coughs> was um, you know uh, sharing that today this day people looking down looking down the phone they don't look up and talk right uh, for him he he didn't have a, a phone but he's still looking down lightly because the contact will tell us that later on that John Peter asked him to look at him because he just shameful looking down. And perhaps, perhaps that he get tired because nobody looking at him as well. There's no eye contact because he's just sitting there, you know, every day. People passing, see his presence, but nobody will talk to him. Nobody wants it, maybe throw a few coins. And nobody look at him, so he just looked down, keep looking down. And then, at the gate that he just his daily business and this is need. You know, talking about needs, that's physical need, emotional need, you know, financial need. <coughs> we all have different type of needs. It can be um, the need just, um, uh, it's called felt needs. 
because the concept of need is um, in the sociological perspective and psychological perspective, the reason sometimes people call need instead of problem is because they, uh, they was just want to make things like, you know, nothing wrong with somebody being disabled, uh, somebody being, you know, lacking. You know, that's why we have a term called special need child, not a problem child, uh, because it's just like extra need that the child needs to take care, the parents or the caregiver. Uh, can be, um, you know, uh, physiological, uh, physi physiological safety, love, esteem. There's a, there's a human need, self-actualization. Uh, there'll be growth needs. There'll be security need, need for new experience, affection need, recognition, all those kind of human needs. It's, it's categorized, uh, 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 you know, in a, a theorized that, that the, the psychologists, sociolo sociologists, that they categorize that human needs. And here we see that this man, as a human, that got lame at birth, nothing he can do to help himself besides that's just asking for money there because he can't go to work. And so the Bible tells us this uh, kind of paint us this picture, seeing Peter and John about verse 3. Going to the temple, he asked to receive alms, give him some money. And Peter directed his gaze at him, and as did John, gazed at him and said, look at us. So probably he's looking down. And so Kai, Peter and John approached him and say, look at us. Take, take a look at us. Because I think probably very uh, new to him because People just give money and then walk away, walk by, and not really have it. Don't want to have any conversation at all. Are you still picture with me? Yeah. You can relate it in a contemporary context. Like even you give to some with a beggar. Sometimes you you have to be real. Sometimes you get you know give some money so that they can go away and not annoy you. Yeah. Uh, have any one of us have really have a conversation? Even, you know, talking about Vietnamese have a language, so some of you may be language barrier. But even in your own country, can you think about the situation where a beggar approach you and you want to have a conversation? Unlikely. Unlikely, right? Because maybe they just see that, okay, he asked for it, so just give it to get it done. Most of our relationship in, um, in life if we're not careful, usually transactional. People ask, we give, that's it. We don't want any relationship clean cut. We don't want to get in trouble. Uh, it makes me remember a time that, you know, um, there's some uh, a young couple, um, for, uh, 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 kids from a, a, um, a friend, I'm um, a uh, friend of their parents. So they came to visit me and just in Ho Chi Minh City, and uh, so we took a bus uh, down to the, the District 1 area, the Dong Khai area, uh, the street. And uh, if you know, if you use bus or you walk by that area, it's a, it's a lucky plaza there and then Times Square next to it, right? Then you see a, a, a lady, right, with maybe, you know, a bald head with some sort of, I don't know, it's leprosy or whatever disease. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people give money to her and probably 
you know, my guess is she earning ev even, you know, higher than, you know, the office worker because uh, a lot of tourists pass by uh, giving money, uh, giving, you know, a lot of money. But nobody stopped and talked to her. And so I took this young couple and uh, came to the bus, dropped down, and uh, this, um, this girl, a wife, um, that, you know, uh, asked me, uh, like, can, can, you, can you translate for me? I just want to talk to uh, uh, the ladies. I said, uh, okay. Then, uh, and then approached the ladies and, you know, say, uh, can I just pray for you? And, you know, and uh, not giving any money. But just pray, but low down, sit down at the level, not, not you know, look down and touch her. <coughs> and touch her and look into her eyes and say, you know, I want to pray for you. And it kind of really touched my heart. Because I've seen people just give big time, big money, but, you know, don't want to have any conversation. It's good that they'll show mercy, you know. Um, you know, people give money is, is basically provide a felt need. That's what they need for the day to, to eat. But uh, not many people really address the real need. The real need to be prayed for, the need to know Jesus. In this case, I wish I would see here that Peter and John pass, because they can say, yeah, I got busy, you know, things, you know, prayer, 3 p.m., you know, time prayer, probably be late already. So gonna go and rush, just throw some money and then done. But Peter and John came and kind of look look at us because you know probably he's looking down and direct you know a conversation. And he said here, Peter and John, look at us. He fixed his attention, so he looked back, expecting to receive something that's common to receive money. Uh, but Peter said, "I have no silver or gold." At that time, probably it was silver coin, gold coin. Uh, but what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. At uh, this time, that sometimes the, the apostle uh, has to uh, have a kind of a long Jesus of uh, Naz Jesus Christ of Nazareth because uh, at that time, during many people historically, uh, never have named Jesus. It's just a common name. So it has to be Jesus Christ, the son of Joseph, son of Mary. Nazareth from that town. So, so the carpenter. So you have many things to nail down to exact one person. Okay, and so, um, and so, and he said that in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. Immediately, his feet and ankle were made strong. Verse eight. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk, enter the temple with them. So he was always outside the temple. For those who know or read the Old Testament, the, the Jewish practices is actually in the law. Uh, the lame, uh, those who have disease, cannot enter the temple. You need to be clean. You need to be washed. Um, you know, anything that bodily discharge, including the, the ladies' period, you need to be outside the camp in the Old Testament. So at that time, there's still some practice of that. That's why later on the healing, I mean the gospel, the, the, the woman going to have an issue with blood, dare not to ask anyone to get close to Jesus, but she has to sneak around and enter because she should consider unclean. So she were, he was out. 
But now, because he got like he he just stood on his feet and leaping up and began to walk to enter the temple with them, walking and leaping, I mean jumping. This is not somebody after the surgery. This is completely miraculous healing. It's, it's not like, yeah, you just walk slowly. This is like, it has to be a miracle. It seems like people are like, yeah, maybe he faked all the time, you know. Like, you know, he asked for money, he lazy, whatever. No, he's just jumping and walk, and leaping. He's, he's, he's walking and praising God. This is the only response. If you want to know someone that they really know God, look at their life. Are they praising? Are they leaping? Are they jumping? Or they just merely have a religion? You can see it easily. Uh, this guy has nothing but Jesus. This guy has nothing but Jesus. And he said that here, and all people saw him, people in the temple. This is some strange sin because the regular, his, his regular face. I mean, we know him. But people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for arms. So everybody knows him. But to today, that day was very different. Because this guy jumping, praising, and, and, and enter the temple. Nobody stopped him. Because now he's no longer a lame person. And they, I mean the people who come to the prayer time, the temple, were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to this man. Today, I want just to kind of um, draw out two angles from the passage. There, may, there, may, there are many angles, but I just want to draw out two angles, the needs. The number one is felt needs. We all have felt needs. But like a layman, we tend to focus only what we feel. Our feeling is real, but not Always what we feel is really what we need. You guys still with me? Our feeling is real. We don't deny that. Okay? But not always what we really feel show our real need. Because it just perhaps a felt need. Nothing wrong with felt need though. But that's exactly that's how Jesus and his, this time, the apostle, that in the name of Jesus. So, it, it picture this. God, Jesus came to the, the, the book of the gospel. He died. He rose again. He gave the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts, chapter 1. Uh, now, the, the apostle, the disciple in action. That's why I call the Acts of the Apostles. It's a long name one. Just Acts. Which means now we begin to see all the action of apostles who being filled with the Holy Spirit, who receive salvation through the crucifixion and resurrection. There's hope, and then he will, they will act in power in the name of Jesus Christ. So now they're representative of the kingdom. They are, they are the ambassador of Christ. And not because later on, we're not going to go ahead of, of, of uh, the apostles, but people will usually, you know, uh, amazed by their power, but later, the, the, the second passage, they will admit, no, no, it's, it's God. So here, 
They minister to the lame man. Even though they ask for a felt need, I need some money. But Peter and John, Peter especially say, I cannot provide you. Even probably they have a few coins. They have following, they have a few coins. But they saw that this is what the guy really needs. Because he probably sat there for his life. Everybody can supply the felt need for this man. He can survive. But even your need and my need, felt need are met, we do not always give praise and worship the Lord. This is why sometimes even all our felt need are met, we're still complaining. Still complaining. The weather's so hot. You know, my boss, my job, all of that. We, even we will be able to walk. Why the grab, why the grab bike is so slow? Why difficult? You know. And I, I saw some of the Christian. Why they so stupid? <laughs> yeah. No, be real with you. Yeah, I heard. Why so stupid? They don't understand. I told this one. Instead of go straight, they go turn around. Why so many times I get fed up? You know, living a, a country, the, the country Vietnam economy rise so fast, but why the service is not there. I understand all the business terms. But if you are Christian, something wrong with you. Because you all, even all your felt need are met, you're still not very happy. Husband and wife the same. Some wife, you know, told me that, you know, whatever that I try to do to my husband, He's never happy. Husband complained the same. I bring food to the table. I provide all the physical need, tuition for the kid. All I ask for just a football time with my buddy and I'm not happy. Yeah. My, my felt need are not met. Those who are here above PG-18, PG many couples said you know, their sexual need are not met. So they're looking for, you know, concubine, a partner, commit adultery outside of marriage. Those who are single, they say, I can't wait for long for the marriage. You know, it's kind of troublesome to get married, so I just fornicate. I just have sex before marriage to meet my physical need, sexual desire. We talked about Proverbs last week. And if you do that, you make yourself become a loaf of bread. Just so small, value. Both the buyer and the consumer boil down to a loaf of bread. He probably received every day. Sometimes he's happy because more money than he expected. But there's no sign that he's praising and worshiping God. Leaping up, jumping. I want you just to pause and think about your your felt need. I'm 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 sure that none of us will be happy about you know my felt need are not mad and you still have this and this and that. Ask yourself what is your real need then. No one can provide for you the real need. Even your spouse is through marriage, your parents. This is why the whole world 
is chasing after the wind because they always want to feed their family. But that's not the real one. And this lame beggar, both lame, they sneeze back. Every day, probably he received more than enough, perhaps. Three, three hour of prayer, uh, probably people passed by as well. Food probably enough for him. But what he really needs is hear the name of Jesus. Amen. Many of us walk through life, go to church, we probably hear the name of Jesus. But sometimes, we'll be honest, has nothing to do with your life. It's just a name that we sing on Sunday. And then Monday to Saturday, we're back to the mundane thing. We might not asking for arms, but we're punching the clock, do the job, mundane thing. And we all have the idea of we work in the secular, and then the sacred come the end. Not, not a biblical perspective, because everything that God gives us is, the, is God's work. We need to be the ambassador to bring God's presence into the workplace. It doesn't matter secular or not. That's your presence there. You be the ambassador. You will make an impact in your workplace. You bring Christ to the office and do not leave Christ at the church. Christ must be with you in the workplace, in every aspect of your life. In a way, we're punching the clock. We go to work. I mean, we have an agreement. But in a way, we asking for arms. You know what we, we work, but God used our work to know our real need. But oftentimes, that Jesus minister to our real need through our felt need. So John chapter four talk about the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman. I mean, she came for her felt need. Does she need water? She came at the hour. That is not, you know, many people because she was shameful with her lifestyle. With many boyfriends. That's the later Jesus pointed out. So Jesus perfectly met her at the well, which is unusual for the Jew to meet the Samaritan. So the disciple kind of perplexed. And so met the minister to her felt need. That says, I need the water. But before that, Jesus exposed her sin. Uh, bring your husband here and say, yeah, I don't have a husband. Uh, yeah, I agree with you because uh, even the one you are sleeping with is it, not your husband, your boyfriend. This is your fifth one already. I agree. That's why she kind of, you know, oh, you must be the prophet. You know my past. And she the one that came back to the town and declared the good news. And later in the book of chapter 8, probably Samar Sam Samaria area become changed because the gospel has reached out. Because the, 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 the disciple, the, the mandate will be you go from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the ends of earth. So that's how the, exactly the disciple, it fulfilled the great commission. In many ways, if we're not careful about our family, we're like the lame man. We only tend to focus what we feel. And when we, what we know what we feel, we always want to satisfy it. So when we feel something, you want to check, is it the real need? Is it something that the Lord, according to the word, is the Lord want me to be satisfied? Any single man have a felt need to have a girlfriend. 
But the real need, perhaps, is start first with a relationship with Jesus Christ. And the other girl who also needs a relationship with Jesus Christ, that's in the council. But because their family is so great, usually people don't pay attention. They just want to be satisfied with their family. They need to be, have a spiritual friendship. They need to be grounded in the word. And then, when they got to know Jesus and grounded in the word, their real need will be met and all the felt need will be completed. And we see here, and we see here that, that, that John and Peter, Peter and John, that, that minister to this lame man, the real need in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. And think about this. He can rise and walk. He can go to the temple and jump. He can be included in the society. He can find a job. He can work. All of his felt need will be met. This is why today sometimes there's a misunderstanding about the priority, the importance of preaching the gospel. I, I'm not saying that doing charity is wrong, but which one important first? Because if you preach the gospel, you minister to the real need to the people. And when they, the, the real need will be met, and then the felt need will be met, and they, if they go to find a job, they got a training, they got a school, or whatever they want to do to, to help someone, they will learn in a place that magnifies Christ and work with integrity in the workplace. Sometimes the charity ruin and drop people the dignity to work. I, I heard some church that they close on Sunday and they go to charity and orphanage and they feel that they want to miss that. They, they do what they want. But as I say, read the Bible. I see the conviction that Jesus and both the Jesus and the apostle, they always minister to the real need. In the name of Jesus, you need to know Jesus. And it happened, and I share, you know, the pastor assembly is here. It's happening in Cambodia, our church there. The guy who felt need go to the rubbish place just to find food and about to commit suicide. And then came to, to Pastor Eric at that time teaching English and said, you know, man should not live by bread alone, but every single word that proceeds from God's mouth. I say, really? And now he believed Jesus, and that's why his life changed. Sure, we still give bread. But the real needs. I tell you what, all of us here, as you're sitting here, all of your felt need are already met. A felt need to be cool, we have aircon, a place to sit, chairs, clothes to wear, food on the table, whether a bowl of rice or a steak, it's all met. There's some em emotional struggle, yes. There's some emotional turmoil, yes. But if we tend to focus on what we feel, we only receive like arms, like money, and not the power of our Lord Jesus Christ in his name. Examine your life. If you see your life, if you be honest, it is boring. Day in, day out, punching the clock, sitting at the right hour, 9 a.m., 12 a.m., 3 p.m., 3 p.m., you are thinking, you know, Facebook do a survey that what is the best hour to post on the Facebook because that hour people got distracted. 
because they work and so usually 3, 8, 3, 3 p.m. Around, you post it up 3 and a lot of people read around lunchtime, around early day. They go, they got distracted, they don't do the work, they check Facebook, check social media. I mean, why, why people do that? Because there's a, they feel there's a need to be mad. Those people who don't know have no sense of light direction because they have not met the real need. The real need have not met. If you know Jesus, if you have the name of Jesus, you have a set of direction of on living this life, whether it's you walking by two feet or reading a wheelchair, you will live a very different life. Very different life. And not just waiting for the hour to pass. 9 a.m., 12 a.m., 3 p.m. Waiting for the salary at the end of the month. Buying something you want, the desire. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. Another toy, another shopping. A bigger boy, a bigger toy, as they say. What's the woman? There's no, uh, maybe I make it up. The ladies, what? Uh, 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 a bigger, uh, a, a bigger lady, a bigger bag. Okay, let me repeat again. Nothing wrong with our felt need. Okay? But our felt need will not always lead us to an intimate, a resurrected life, a bold move, living life, praising, worshiping, jumping, entering God's presence, shouting out, no shame, no guilt at all. And imagine this lame beggar, what he going to go? He goes back to his hometown. He say, Mom and Dad, I'm walking. You know what you know who healed me? Jesus. Hey, buddy, you know, remember we used to back together at some place, and now I'm walking. I need, to, I need to introduce you to this guy. You know, I need to introduce this guy, Peter, John, James. It looked like he has certain power later on in red, but it's the name of Jesus. It didn't say in my name, in, in Peter and John's name, but in Jesus' name. You know what? And then he will tell all other beggars, actually what you really need is in the name of Jesus. And that's I need to know Jesus, you know. And all other felt need will be met. It's very pretty sign. It's pretty pretty clear sign of someone who have a religion because if they say, "Yeah, I believe in Jesus," will you go to tell your mom and dad? Uh, uh, no, not yet. Um, you know, I, I wait for the right time. You know, uh, you know, if because if they're angry, I've got in trouble. Uh, 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 uh. It's not a real with Jesus. Because when you and I have the real encounter with Jesus, you don't really care what people say about you. Amen. Even they put you in jail, so be it. If they want to get you burned alive, so be it. I'm telling about, you know, the, the, the miracles of God. I'm jumping and leaping up and I tell in the name of Jesus. They want to put me in a furnace like Daniel and the friends. They so be it. If God rescue me, he rescue. If let God he die him there, I still worshiping him. That's his friend of, of you know Daniel. I mean, seriously. If you're afraid of telling your colleague about Jesus, because you have not met him. You have met and received a religion called Christianity. 
because you made face to face with God. I think your life is not going to be the same. Like a lame man, we all want to feed our felt need. Again, nothing wrong with that. Need food to eat, need aircon, need clothes. But unless you and I meet the real need of our soul, is Jesus. We're always going to back in from felt need. We back and we push and pull other to make us feel good. In relationship, in husband and wife, in courtship, in, in employee parent employee-employers, in, in, in parenting and kids and siblings. People, it looks like the whole, the whole world is over something. It'll make us happy. Are you still with me? Number two, real need, uh, it's supposed to be the next slide. Real need, need to be met. We will know them when we hear the word. This guy, this lame beggar, he didn't know what he really needed. <laughs> because he felt need to say, I want money, so I sat in there. That's all I know. I mean, my parents, that's what they think that I need. So I sat there. But then Peter and John came to them and said, look at us. You know, what uh, you want gold and silver? I don't have. But what I have is the name of Jesus. Receive it. Rise and walk. You know, sometimes we really don't know what we need until we hear the word of God. Really. In the case I just shared in Cambodia, the guy really don't need what he needs. He just think that I have food, no food, I die. Some of us here, as an expat majority, you came here because the company posts you here, or maybe it's a growing economy, you come here for a job. You come here for teaching. You come here for maybe a new experience. I say the need, you new environment. You run away from the past, perhaps, some of you. Uh, you know, you just want a new land. You want a new experience. You mean all that felt need. But then there's a church that you, a, a lot of you said that, you know, I, I found Christ and I met him here. Beautiful. Because he's the one who will minister to your real need. And he's the one that, that when you hear his word, reading his word, you will know your real need. You will know your real need. Some of you said, "Yo, I, I wish I can have a, you know, be promoted, promotion, new job, new place, new bike." Just ask, what is your real need? What is your real need? Oh, I need to manage time. I'm so busy. I cannot read Bible. I can read God's work daily. Even 10 minutes, I don't have. Then you will always begging for your family. Begging arms every day. And not really live a life, transform life, jumping, leaping, praising God. This does not mean that this guy that went home has no problem, problem free. No. But he's praising and jumping because he just encountered a miraculous healing. Because his real need have met. Amen. Amen. This is why we need one another. This is why the Lord provides us a body. So that sometime 
we have confusion between family and real need. Someone speak the word of God to us and we wake up. We say, that's what we, I need. This is why without fellowship, without regularly coming to the house of God, you will always focus on your family. Every Sunday is like a, you know, reframing or resetting or recalibrate, whatever the word I want to use, to really see that what is my real need. And when the real need is met, all the felt need will be met. I got a, um, a friend um, with, you know, a couple, uh, a couple with five kids. And, you know, uh, so we talk in conversation doing, uh, you know, prayer, uh, online prayer overseas. Uh, and you know, uh, you know, say I, you know, need to upgrade the cars, and we're just chatting, friends. So, say yeah, I need to upgrade the car, and you know, chatting, say because you know, I have my family getting big and so on. Then we just talk and say, yeah, do you really need a, a new car, or you know, just what you felt, or what you really need? And and during the conversation, just a cut story short, then uh, you know, the 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 guy realized that actually I don't need a new car. What I really need is to get, you know, my kid in order, get my kid be on time. You know, I need to train them. I need to bring them closer to the Lord. I need to get them organized. Because a lot of, you imagine this, you got five kids, you come to church, you're usually always late. Usually always late. Because people can complain, yeah, I have five kids, how distant. But think about this. Huh? If you do not have a car, you still can go to church. Which means that you need to plan about two hours before to get a bus. You need to line up the bus, wait 15 minutes before that. You get organized. Sometimes the real need we met, everything just in line. You don't really need a car. You just have to go to the bus. Some of us use bus system here. Wake up early, wait on the bus. Even the bus here, not on time, the other country. But, you know, still. You know, so you wait there. Okay, you adjust for, you know, some kind of... You're flexible, and then you arrive early. You get yourself ready. And those of us, it's a, it's a fastest car and very safety, and still arrive on you know on church is late because you you know you cannot organize it. People who are living distant come here early than people who live close by. It's it's universal. It's universal. I told uh, when I was living in Singapore, I told my friend that, you know, uh, they said, oh, uh, because I was, uh, I used to have a car here. And then I sold it. I went to Singapore and, you know, study, bring my family. And they said, oh, yeah, will you get a car in Singapore? I said, no way. You know, it's so expensive. Just to get the paper, you know, it's a lot of money already. Um, but I use limousine. Yeah, limousine. Yeah, every day I walk out, it's a long limousine. Yeah. And the driver different every time. And I share with other people. So I walk in, the door open, and then I tap my card on, beep, I go to my seat, enjoy the people there, have a room of fellowship. It's called bus, ladies and gentlemen, just in case you didn't know. Right. Yeah. And I can read my flashcard, study word, and I just, wow, so much time, even 10 minutes on the, on the bus reading the flashcard to study. It's just, you know, 15 minutes, just so precious. And, and the bus always arrives on time, at least in Singapore, yeah. Yeah. yeah, all the time, ding, the dot is on, and walk down, and walk to the class, and enjoy the lesson. Because in the school, it's so, so strict, 
because if you're five minutes late, uh, it, 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 they consider you and you have an issue with character than the time. Yeah. Punctuality is nothing to do with time, but with character. That's how they train people. Yeah. So you're late. Nothing to do with the time. It's your character. And three consecutive late, they penalize one grade down. So if you have, I have, a, if I have A, become B plus. Three consecutive. It's just so straight. But it's good training. Good training. Because for example, everything on time. The bus all right on time, so you need to plan, right? Right on time, you go there, you go there early, and then you enjoy the class. Student, right? Student, if you're late on class and you're just, your, your dorm just next to the classroom, you have an issue with character, not with time. Are you still with me? Felt need will be met when you and I receive the real need. Hear the word of God. When you hear the word of God, our real need will be met. And this time, this linebacker, for the first time in his whole life, experienced that the real need he didn't know before, but because the word of God was spoken to him, to the apostle, that in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. And I want to tell you, in the name of Jesus today, you go out from this church and do not complain. And just in the name of Jesus, you know, perform your work. Do your duty. Do follow Jesus with the name of Christ, with full power. And not complain about the weather. Not complain about the system. Not complain about your situation because that's just your felt need. Because your real need is to know Jesus. And do not complain. Nobody going to come up and say, even though humanly understand, excuse me, I have no time to read God's word. You have time. You have issue with character. Godly character will change godly hearts and godly behavior and godly lifestyle. We need God. We need Jesus in our life. Otherwise, we're going to live a life like a lame man, begging for our felt need and do not really know what our real needs are. Let's just spend some time reflection be honest and examine us and talk to the Lord what, and ask yourself what are your real needs
Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for creating us and making us as a living being with our mind, our feeling, our thoughts, our emotion, all of that are valid. You know it and you give us a feeling. But our feeling cannot be understood without your word. We can know exactly what we feel, but that will never lead us to anywhere except looking inside of us, self-centered. Unless we hear the word, because the word outside of our paradigm, outside of this world, the word that came from on high and you became the flesh, the word became flesh. And you dwell among us and you know us and you give us the spirit to intercede in a moment that we feel confusion down and our felt needs are all triggering and we cannot read even the number, even we don't know even what, how we feel and what we feel. And yet your word is the anchor of our soul. Help us to understand what we need. Help us to understand how we should feel and how we should conduct our life. Oh Lord, I pray that each of us, even though go through different pace and stage of life, different background, upbringing, different personality, we all have slightly different felt needs. But I pray that all of us are walking out of this place. We know exactly what we really need. Our real need. And it requires faith. It requires believing wholeheartedly in the name of Jesus. Not in someone's name. Not in the celebrity that can help us. Not in our president that can help us. Not any or a CEO or the boss of the job or the career path that's going to deliver us out of trouble. But it is you. What we really need is you. We do not deny our feelings. But what we can deny is deny that we live our life according to our feelings. What we're going to do is we're going to live our life according to your word. Because the word is directive. The word is instructional. Because the word gives us life. And life abundantly. We thank you Lord. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. We pray that you and your family are encouraged by this message. Join us next time and do click the follow button on our profile page to stay up to date with the latest message. God bless you.